Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 46. Today is Saturday, March 6, 2021. I feel like there's going to be a lot of new listeners on this episode due to the subject matter. I'm really excited about this one. So for those of you who don't know, I'm your host, Darren Wisely. Uh, Some call me Mr. Perfect, but you'd have to check out the Roar YouTube if you don't understand that one. So I'm just here to speak the truth. And you're not going to hear it on mainstream media. And even so-called conservative commentary is, for the most part, just controlled opposition. They can never just go all in, say it like it is, and really discuss the whole facade. Everything has to be prefaced with, I know COVID is real, and my heart goes out to all those who've died. And they play into this whole narrative. They have to pay their homage to the COVID liturgy before they can even get into any substance or even the slightest questioning of the whole narrative going on. Just say it like it is. Just sack up and say it like it is. But they're just too afraid of the backlash to to really uh, cut to the heart of this whole narrative You know, I don't hear all the COVID propagandists every time prefacing with, I care about the millions of children worldwide who've died of starvation from the shutdowns, uh, the child abuse, the domestic violence, the family breakups that have all skyrocketed from this, the depression, suicide, substance abuse, all that's resulted from despair, the poverty, You know, liberals claim to care about the poor, but apparently they don't care about the people who've been brought into poverty from all this madness. The businesses close, and the economic effects we're going to feel for decades. Of course, if they apologize for all this, it would take up half their segment. So, I don't know. It's just interesting. You don't ever hear them preface with any of that stuff. So you have this narrative all over. You're not allowed to question it. I know some of you are new, but I did talk about all this stuff in the last couple episodes. I'm not going to dive deep into that. I don't want to be redundant. Anyways, I just speak the truth. There's hardly anyone out there that's just willing to do that without sugarcoating things. And I'm I'm unashamed. I I say it like it is. 90% of people out there are just too brainwashed to handle any of this stuff. And of the rest, I mean, most people are afraid to speak out. And I kind of understand. You know, they're afraid to lose their job, uh, have their kids pulled from school, lose friends, lose their social circles. So there's like 1% of us left that aren't brainwashed, that oppose this narrative, and are actually not afraid to say it like it is. So that's what I do. If we don't speak up, get more people to wake the hell up before it's too late, we really are doomed. 
So that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm here for. That's what this show's about. And I take a lot of flack for the things I say. My earlier episodes in August when I started this show, when I explained how uh, Fauci's a fraud, all the side effects of these stupid lockdowns, this tyranny, this madness going on. I mean, I was completely, completely, and still am, but just really demonized then. But as this is dragged out, it's pretty funny because all those people are, are crickets now. Um, because it's getting harder and harder to cover all of this up. And some of those episodes were my most viewed. And it shows that I am impacting people, that people do want to hear the truth. They do want to hear the other side. They want to know what's really going on and know that they're not crazy for just wanting to be free, even though they're demonized for it. So that encourages me. That makes me think, hey, I'm going to keep putting content out and uh, keep encouraging people to wake up. So, But even even this week, you know, I post this cat in the hat thing on, on Instagram and other places saying I will not wear a mask. And, of course, it's kind of just a fun little thing with the whole stupid woke culture, you know, we're banning the cat in the hat, we're ban or Dr. Seuss, we're banning Mr. Potato, I mean, we're banning the Coca-Cola bear, I mean, it's just absurd, but, you know, just kind of playing along with it and talking about masks on top of it, and, you know, I get these just stupid comments, people died from a disease that could have been prevented if they just wear a piece of cloth over their face, I mean, think about how ridiculous that statement is. There's so many assumptions built into that little sentence. So one, how do you know they died from just that COVID? And maybe, maybe you know the, per, the person uh, on a personal level. But what health conditions did they have? What other activities? I mean, there's so many other factors and variables. I mean, we're human beings. You know, we're not robots. We're not a video game. Health is very complex, and, and it's been so oversimplified. That's why none of this is scientific. But two, and more obvious, how do you know a piece of cloth would have prevented it? How do you know? I mean, you can't sit here and say, say someone legitimately dies of COVID, it wasn't the flu or another health condition. I mean, I highly doubt, unless they're really elderly, that they didn't also have an, you know, some kind of disease, autoimmune disease, but say they did for argument's sake. You're telling me that because someone didn't wear a mask, that's how they contracted it and also how they died. I mean, again, think about the different steps built into this. A lot of assumptions to make that statement. And I've talked about all this stuff, so check out my other episodes if you want to hear let me get into that more in depth and just break through the just complete phony narrative. But that's the level of critical thinking these people engage in. Oh, someone died. It must be because someone didn't wear a mask. Case closed. That's all there is to it. It's that easy, isn't it? I mean, that's the level of cognitive ability you seriously function at? <laughs> Give me a break. And you wonder why our society is so screwed. It's because of brainwashed fools that think like this. It's 
because of the media propaganda, the government schools. I mean, that explains why people cannot think. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) But it's everywhere. And here's the thing. If you can't question something, if you're not even allowed to challenge it or present maybe a slightly different view, that's how you know it's a big lie. Whatever it is. It doesn't just have to be COVID-related. If everyone is saying the same thing, all the media, all the government officials, and you can't even say, well, what about this? No, 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 you can't say that. That's how you know it's a lie. Because if it was true, why couldn't you ask simple questions? And and why couldn't you debate and, and disagree? And, and they don't have to agree with you. No one has to agree with you. But if you can't even ask a question, that's how you know something's up. I'd have a lot more friends and an easier easier going of it if I just played into the narrative. I mean, I wouldn't have to go hardcore, you know, wear six masks while you're taking a shower by yourself and lock down forever. I mean, I wouldn't have to go, you know, full batshit on it. If I just played along a little, went along with the narrative and said, well, let's have some reasonable restrictions. You know, I'd have a lot more friends. I'd have a lot less adversity, a lot less conflict in my life. But I also wouldn't be able to live with myself. I just seriously do not get how these people sleep at night telling lie after lie that's literally leading to the destruction of civilization. I'd never be able to sleep. Never be able to sleep at night. I'd never be able to look at myself in the mirror knowing I was part of that. So here I am. I'm trying to get the truth out there. If it offends you, I really don't care. You can get feel-good narratives anywhere you turn that play into preconceived biases. Why is the truth stifled? There's no money in it. (laughs) That's why the corporate media, the corrupt politicians, push this big lie, this false narrative. It's all controlled opposition. It's all theater. Look, the only way we can get things to change is to get more people to wake up. That's why I'm doing this. It certainly is not to make friends or be liked. This is not the way to do that. But if you want to support this show, it will continue this. Everything's going to advertise in this show. Right back into it. You know it's hard with Facebook The thought police out there, they're not letting you advertise. They're barely letting me post this stuff. YouTube's taking stuff down. I'm looking into other means of getting the word out, getting the show out. And I'm going to have to put some money into it. But that's fine because I believe in this stuff. And I, I want a good world. You know, when I have kids, grandkids, I want them to have a decent life, a decent world. The way things are going, it's not going to be like that. The government has total control over our entire lives. The past year has made it apparent. And I've talked about all this. Again, check out old episodes. But we gotta do something. There's strength in numbers. We gotta do something before it's too late. I know we don't have the money on our side. Set up a Patreon account to help get the word out. I'll link it in the show. And it'd really help out, even if you can pitch in five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. Everything is going to go to figuring out this advertising and getting more people to hear the message, to hear the truth. 
And I'm going to provide some goodies and, and some swag and stuff like that for supporters. I'm working on that. So there'll be something cool, you know, just show you're helping out. But if you can't support, I totally get it. When you have a government plundering you, stopping you from earning a living, you're not going to have a lot of money to throw around. No hard feelings. But there are free things you can do to help out. Share it with your friends. And I've made clear that's the only way we're going to turn this around. If you like the show, leave us a review. If not, go walk in front of a busy interstate highway. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you don't like it, I don't care. But I do appreciate you listening this far, having an open mind, hearing some alternative views. That's cool. That's cool. Seriously, I respect that. Make sure you're subscribed so you know when I'm putting out content. I've been putting out a lot more lately. As I said I would, you can follow my Twitter, my Facebook. If you don't want to look all that up, go to my website, basedliberty.com. It's all there, all the links. We've had a real interesting week here in Michigan. And I'm just going to play this video real quick, give some context. Uh, State Representative Steve Johnson, he's one of the few good ones we got here in Michigan. He's a third-termer from the 72nd District, which is Wayland. Um, This is here. He's on Fox and Friends. Well, calls to investigate Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer amid reports she paid $155,000 in hush money to a former health official. This as questions swirl about the state's reporting of coronavirus deaths in nursing homes. Michigan House Oversight Committee Chair Steve Johnson says it's time for answers. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, sir. What do you and your fellow GOP members think Governor Whitmer's trying to hide? Well, that's the big question is, what are you trying to hide? Uh, You know, we have invited the department to come and testify before our oversight committee. They've refused to. We've asked them to share with us the data with the nursing home deaths. They've refused that. And now we see that the governor has paid the former health department director, Robert Gordon, $155,000 to stay quiet, Uh, which begs the question, what are they trying to hide? Yeah, so the state's health department director resigned uh, in the middle of a health crisis, and then it, 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 you, you discover that he received a $155,000 package on the condition that neither side reveal why he stepped down. Now, here's uh, Governor Whitmer on the subject. She says this kind of stuff happens all the time. Take a listen. Separation agreements, to your question, are used often in the public and private sector uh, when someone in a leadership position leaves an organization. And due to the nature of the agreement, there's not a lot more that I can say. You can't, you know, share every term to it. I'm going to stop it right there. I mean, listen, listen. Due to the nature of the agreement, I can't speak. I mean, just listen to her. I want to rip my ears out. Maybe I'll pull a Van Gogh, send it to her. But, but how convenient is that? You're the one who sent the terms of the agreement. So you said it so you or anyone else wouldn't have to speak. Yeah, so this is taxpayer money. So I'm sure a lot of people in Michigan would want to know why uh, $155,000 went to the former health director. Are you suggesting any impropriety may have taken place? Yeah, I'll strongly disagree with the governor. This is not something that's common, not something that we've seen here in state government before. And if it is so common, then why weren't they open in the public about it? It was actually the work of a dedicated journalist that exposed this. It's something that they tried to hide all along. Um, and this is taxpayer money. We appropriate dollars. There is no line item in the budget for, for hush money. So the governor's dead wrong on this. Uh, she needs to come clean as to exactly what they're trying to hide 
by, by trying to silence these department officials. Speaking mm. of getting information, Senate and House Republicans in your state are pushing for an investigation into Whitmer's nursing home coronavirus data. Here is what you folks are looking for. It begins with the processes that may have contributed to the spread of the virus among nursing home residents across the state, the accuracy of the data reported by the administration, compliance with all CDC guidelines and reporting requirements, and compliance with Michigan's Freedom of Information Act. Instead of asking you why this information has been kept secret, my question is, why over the course of every single month that this pandemic has been going on, why wasn't this information released on an orderly, inconsistent and regular basis? That's a great question. You got to remember, Michigan was one of the few states where we actually forced COVID patients into nursing homes, just like we saw in, uh, in New York with Governor Cuomo. That happened here, and they hid the numbers in New York and nursing home deaths. And that's the question here. Are they hiding the numbers? And we've reached out to the department. They told us, trust us. We didn't hide the numbers as we dug further. Then all of a sudden, they refused to stop, you know, refused to talk to us. They started putting up walls, stopping communicating, wouldn't testify before us. And we have a lot of questions. And right now, they have failed the people in Michigan. They have failed them from the start with their nursing home policies, and they're failing them now with their lack of transparency. Of course, taxpayer money was used. I mean, this is so crony. I do like uh, Representative Johnson's quote, no line item in the budget for hush money. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you've got severance packages, not just for Robert Gordon, but three individuals. Totaling about 250000 taxpayer dollars. You got DHHS director Robert Gordon. He got $155K. Another of their top directors, Sarah Etsy, or Esty, not Etsy's a store. Um, and then uh, UIA, which is the unemployment, uh, director Robert Gray got $86,000. Not, not doing too bad himself. And with the unemployment, that's interesting, you know. You know how I feel about handouts, but... You know, Whitmer put all these people out of work. They had nowhere to turn. They wanted this unemployment. And if you've been around, I mean, we all know someone who could not get this, who was dealing with all kinds of trouble. Uh, the whole system's backlogged. They weren't prepared for this, is what they say. Well, of course you're not going to be prepared for the economy to be artificially shut down by corrupt and tyrannical government. So the process was really backlogged. I had a ton of people calling me, texting me, hey, what can I do? Um, not that I had any specific poll, but just knowing, you know, I, I follow this stuff. And I tried to reach out to some people, too, help them out what I could. But obviously, there's only so much anyone can do unless you're inside that agency. So in August, someone from the unemployment agency attempted to steal $2 million from their account. You know, just typical government corruption. And I'm not saying this Robert Gray guy had anything specifically to do with it. I have no idea if he's related to that. But something, you know, keep an eye on that. That's fishy because I'm sure it'll get swept under the rug. Um, my first thought was he's just canned because of the complete incompetence, all the problems people have had. This has anything to do, anything to do with it or not. But he's bringing home $86,000. So <laughs> there's got to be something going on. So don't let that slip. I mean, Whitmer is downright evil. There's no gentler way to put it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. 
She put us in this insane, draconian, 1984-style lockdown measures, absolutely destroying people's lives, their businesses, their relationships, their families. And then she defiantly stands up there with her stupid, smug smile and is praised as some kind of hero. She's a strong woman. I mean, she is strong. I mean, <laughs> technically, she's strong at causing absolute devastation to our state here in Michigan. She just dragged this whole thing on. And oh, her most recent decree allowed an increase in pool capacity. You can have, I don't know, 25-50%. What well, I don't know what the number is, but God save the queen. I'm so glad I can have a pool party. That's exactly what I had planned this weekend as a pool party. You know, in the middle of winter in Michigan. <laughs> it's so stupid. What's really interesting is the timing of these loosened restrictions. It's very convenient with all of this, uh, with these uh, hush money being paid out. I mean, she's literally bribing us with the own little bit of freedom we have. Saying, here, here, have a little bit of freedom. Just kind of forget about this 250K and these people. She has killed God knows how many people. She put sick people in nursing homes. Just like her buddy Cuomo, which has resulted in a lot of deaths. And I and I talked about this in the fall, and I talked about it before this podcast even came out. And I've talked about it before I even started this podcast. You know, I was talking about in the summer, in the late spring. But at the very minimum, this is clearly, undeniably manslaughter. I'd make a case for murder, but it's easily manslaughter. All that manslaughter requires is criminal negligence. I mean, obviously, putting sick people with the most vulnerable population doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what's going to happen there. You know, if you're that worried about COVID, and you, you know, why would you put elderly people in nursing homes? You know, those are people who actually get sick and die from this. But there is a case for murder. I mean, it shows intent. I mean, when, when you're talking about this, you could prove intent. Will she ever be prosecuted? <laughs> of course not. Why? She's in government. They're immune. It is just so corrupt. The whole system. A system that allows people to get away with this is not a system of a free society. Just isn't. Just isn't. So now she's paying hush money to three top employees. And remember, here's another important thing to keep in mind. This was not made known to the public. A journalist apparently discovered this, uncovered it, put it out there. That right there tells you that corruption is involved more than we probably have any clue about at this point. Hope we get more information, will we? I mean, so when this came out, we had some Republican officials want to have a press conference at 4 o'clock that day to whatever, call her out. At 2 o'clock, she calls a conference. Because, you know, she's Big Gretch, and when she says jump, the media says how high. But she schedules it to set the narrative, kind of stealing the thunder is what we call it, before the Republicans had a chance to present whatever they were going to present. Um, I mean, politically smart. Evil, but smart. But if this is just a severance deal... 
She's as she's claiming, standing there all smug with her stupid mask that I'm sure she never wears off camera. Then there would be nothing to hide. My guess is she's seen what's happened to Cuomo. I'm sure you've all been following that. She doesn't want a similar fate. There's really some interesting angles on this whole Cuomo thing. I have some thoughts about that. You know, the media praised him as this hero for an entire year and suddenly just snap their fingers and they just shamelessly turn on him as if they never had been doing that. Of course, you know, they're the media. I mean, a lot of audacity, even for them. But I think there's a reason that they're going after him so hard because normally when someone the media likes is corrupt, they bury it. Look at Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, if people would have known about that, there's a lot of people saying that would have changed their vote. So they bury it to protect Sleepy Joe. Why don't they bury Cuomo's story? There's got to be something to it. Maybe I'll do an episode of my thoughts on that because I think it is interesting. I think it does need to be discussed. But anyways, back to Michigan, this Gordon guy, he just couldn't take the constant lying. He could not take the constant lying anymore. He finally came to his wit's end and said, enough. Now, he's no hero. He went along with this for this whole time. Uh, Not to mention the nice little chunk of change he picked up on his way out. And think about this, seriously. $150 thousand dollars that's over three times what the average american or average michigander makes an entire year and he gets that to do nothing to sit on his butt oh yeah he's got to keep his mouth shut that's that's it though (laughs) she just tries to play it off like it's normal course of business i mean maybe for her because she's so corrupt but a nine-month non-disclosure agreement for a government official How's that normal? I mean, non-disclosure agreement would make sense for someone, you know, working for a company with a trade secret. So you worked for Coke, not the Coke Brothers or cocaine, Coca-Cola. Um, you worked for them. Say you designed their flavor. What I mean, I don't know if that's still a secret, but say it is. And you're terminated. You'd sign this agreement, right? Because you don't want to go to some off-brand or up-and-coming pop company and steal their formula and use it, right? I mean, it's probably patent issues and stuff too, but just for this point, or you worked with a software company, again, you have a trade secret non-disclosure because you don't want employees who know the intricacies of how you make your product running off to another company and either selling it or getting employed there and using what you had against them. So that would be like a non-disclosure, a non-compete agreement. But why does this make sense in this context, okay? If there's nothing to hide, why can he not disclose? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Why is he getting this hush money? My guess on the nine months, which is a long time, is that this absolute clown show we're living in will start to be kind of wrapped up, the COVID fraud, and people will be kind of less interested. They'll just kind of want their normal life back, and it'll be pretty close to that. Um, and they won't be asking these questions. It'll be out of sight, out of mind. I mean, also, she's probably coming up on her re-election year, too. I actually just thought of this right now. That could be part of it, too. So, there's a couple reasons why this makes sense. I mean, if she put it to, like, exactly before the election, that would be kind of obvious. (laughs) 
and there's probably a t- maybe a timeline on on how long these can legally be la- can last. I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look that up. But this whole thing it just blows up the whole notion that government represents us or works for the people. I mean, if that was the case, why are they having these secrets that they can't tell us? You know. Especially when it's about something like, quote, public health, which the whole concept is a joke anyways. But it's not like, oh yeah, we're going to launch, you know, a secret strike on an enemy, so, you know, we're not going to make it public, obviously, because that would defeat the whole idea of the secret strike, right? I mean, this isn't like that. There's no reason to keep whatever's there a secret other than to protect themselves. The people are their boss. If they work for us, if they represent us and work for us, why can't we be informed about what's going on, especially in a worldwide pandemic, a global pandemic? But we can't even know. We can't even have numbers, facts and figures. We can't keep keep be kept informed. And that's my whole problem with these people who are like, you know, you're callous or the scientists say that it's like, if this stuff's true, then just share it with us. Then just be transparent. What What is there to hide? They clearly and obviously don't work for us. And this whole scenario is just a great example making it so obvious. Of course, people aren't going to admit it because of their severe cognitive dissonance. No one wants to admit their whole flowery worldview they've had this whole time is just dead wrong. This whole... But they're just doing their best. They're just trying to help us. No, they are not. Quit saying that horse shit. They don't care about us. They care about money and power and self-preservation. That is it. Even if they did care, that doesn't mean a thing to me. Their caring has completely destroyed countless lives, businesses, the economy, and killed people. Literally, killed people. I don't care that they care. I don't want you to care about me. I don't want you to protect me. I didn't ask for any of that. And even if I did, you suck at it. You'd be the last person I'd ask. (laughs) I mean, the fact is, this hush money makes it clear as day. Nobody cares. And nobody is trying to help any of us regular folks. I guarantee you that. This is corrupt. It's tyrannical. I'm sure just like everything else, it'll just be swept under the rug in a week. There'll be no consequences. Hey, if I'm wrong, hold me to it. I'll be happy. Gretchen Whitmer deserves to be in a jail cell. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Unlike these losers, I can actually do that. So that's the show. Real mess we're in. Pretty interesting having all this come out. It provides some positivity, you know, that maybe these corrupt people won't be able to get away with everything. I mean, they're definitely not going to be prosecuted in the way that a average Joe would be if they committed these crimes. But, I mean, if if it ruins her re-election chances, I'll take it, you know? But as you can see, I don't sugarcoat things. I just keep getting good, real content out there. And I appreciate all of you who do tune in and listen and and listen to this show. We have to get the support. We have to get the word out there. We have to grow this movement. 
people who just want the truth and want liberty. <laughs> it's not asking for much. Just leave us alone. Just let us be free. Let us do what we want. That's it. All these other people are asking for the world, you know, free health care, free this, free rent, free that. And then, oh, yeah, we can do that. Well, hey, can you just leave me alone? Oh, no, 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 no. That's way too much to ask. Can you just not terrorize me? <laughs> Good one. Good one. You want to help out, the Patreon is now open. If not, like I said, understand, but share it with your friends. And I do plan to update the store this weekend as I, if, uh, if I do have the time. I've gotten about a half dozen requests for that Cat in the Hat shirt. That'll definitely be up there once I do. Uh, the store link you can find on my website. Like I said, all my links are there, basedliberty.com. I'll throw a link on this page too just to make it easier. Um, but thanks again for listening. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at. I know the nicer weather is definitely helping my spirits. Hope it is with yours. I think people waking up and, and wanting to do something, I mean, that's encouraging. So, hey, take care. We'll talk soon.